Jesus, 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 Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your healing power. You know, the highest form of prayer is worship. And we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. That's right. He said, now this is a new, the New Testament. You worship in spirit and truth. So you can't just sing songs just for kicks. And it just all comes from the head. It has to come from your heart. And, and as you're saying the words, it's not just a repeat. It's... it's it's a, a repeat of love to your father, to God. And see, that's, that's real being born again. It isn't just a, something I said some words and said, Jesus, come into my heart. And it, it just, yeah, come into my heart, you know, and I'll just live any way I want to. I live the way I did in the world. You can't do that. It has to be real in your heart. That, I see the difference between that and religion. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? Just greet each other a little bit today. And I'm going to have you, uh, actually, we'll dismiss the kids, but I want you to come right after uh, we greet each other and give the announcements. Anyway, um, greet each other. <laughs> And, and uh, just to stay in here, we'll, we'll get your kids dismissed. Good morning. Uh, you don't want kids dismissed right now? No? Okay. So kids are not dismissed right now. If you want to. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Good morning. We are so happy to have you all. I see some new faces in here. Can you raise your hand if you are new today? If this is your first time visiting the church. Second time. Okay, we got some seconds. We got first time over here. And have y'all been here before? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. It's not very often, though, huh? Yeah. Well, we're happy to see you back, Miss Delphina, bringing her family. Praise the Lord. Did, did all of you get a welcome brochure? Did you get a welcome brochure? Great. That is awesome. If you want to fill those out, uh, we have a gift for you if you haven't received your gift. And then... Uh, you back there, if, if you want to fill those out and you can put them in the offering envelope, uh, offering the tithe and offering bucket as it comes by, or you can hand it to an usher and they will make sure to take care of that. We are so happy to have you here. Uh, they say you visit here once and you become family. So welcome to the family. We're so happy to have you here. Um, and welcome everyone else who is here. Thank you, congregation, for coming. We are so excited to be here today to hear the word. Yes, amen. Um, make sure that you're silencing your phones. Uh, anyone that has a cell phone, make sure to turn it off. We don't want to quench the anointing with extra uh, distractions. We want to make sure that we're just hearing the word today. So make sure you silence your devices today. Um, no food or gum in the sanctuary, um, just water in here. And then we do have our bookstore, our Fresh Word Supply. Um, if you, uh, you know, every every time you come to service, you should be getting a good rhema word from our pastor. Whenever you 
you are planted in the church, that's when you get that word. And those anoint, those impartations come through hearing the word. And when you hear those impartations, they can come again and again from listening, re-listening to services. So we have the CDs and DVDs available to order. Uh, if you would like to order a DVD or a CD of the service, just fill out um, a form that is on the information booth right outside in the hallway and put, drop that in the locked box just around the corner there. If you need assistance, ask an usher. They can direct you uh, in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll go there. Um, and then we are so excited. This Saturday, we are welcoming guest speaker Joel Siegel. Oh, we have a projector. Um, so um, we are excited. He is going to be here Saturday morning. Make sure you are getting in the word, praying in tongues. Saturday evening is Saturday evening. My bad. <laughs> um, and make sure you're getting in the Word, praying in the Holy Ghost, uh, pray, just praying for the services, um, calling things in. Come expecting, expecting a word. So we have that Saturday, and then Sunday morning again. This next Sunday and Sunday night, we are so excited for him to be here. Make sure you bring a friend um, and come to those meetings. And the next we have, we have a lot here in the month of May. We have Pastor Lonnie Hilton coming Sunday, May 15th. We are so excited. This is just a single service, but come expecting. He always brings a great anointing with him, and so we uh, we just welcome those impartations and, um, and are expecting them. And then we have guest speaker Dr. Michael S Jacobs coming at the end of May. So this is going to be Sunday, May 22nd at uh, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. And then the rest of the week, Monday through Wednesday, it'll be 7 p.m. every night. So come expecting, bring a friend, uh, be prayerful for the services. Um, and then we have all of our regular services this week, other than getting an extra service in Saturday night. So make sure you're marking that. And then we have some birthdays. Uh, we just celebrated Miss Anita's birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Anita. This is her first birthday celebrating here in the church, and we're so blessed to have her here. And then uh, Zebediah just had his birthday um, so make sure you wish him a happy birthday if you see him. And then coming up here soon, we have Miss Sherry's birthday. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many years young? You, you going to give us how many years young? 75. Oh, it's a big one. Oh, you didn't want me to say it. <laughs> well, you should have said it. <laughs> you don't even look it. Don't even look it. Praise the Lord. So praise God for Miss Sherry. And then we have our wonderful pastor's anniversary, the end of this month. This is 55 years. So make sure you are pouring into your pastors and into their marriage. You know, the best thing you can do for your own marriage is to plant a seed into their marriage. So praise the Lord. We are so excited to get to celebrate that with our pastors. Um, and other than that, I believe that is all the announcements. Uh, where would you like, Brother Tony? Okay, so turn around and bless, or just kind of look to the side, bless someone next to you, and then Brother Tony is going to come up for the offering. I'll wait with the uh, envelopes for just for a little bit. Uh, turn with me to Malachi. This is pretty, uh, we've done this a lot, Malachi chapter 3. 
to go to verse 10 and 11 and 12. This is the Amplified. It says, bring all the tithes and the whole tenth of your income in the storehouse, that there may be food in the house, food in here, food in here to feed you so that you can go out there and you can live victoriously. And do what God calls each one of us to do. Um, that there may be food in the house and prove me by it, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a, a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So we follow the instructions and you're going to be blessed. I, he said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. The insects. Plagues, infectious diseases, coronavirus, delta virus, any virus that's pests in the darkness. There's more pests in the darkness, but have that come, come near you unless you let it. You're only a spectator in this world. You're inaccessible to it because you're, you're a child of God. But, but you got to watch what you believe and what you say and what you do. I say, plagues and for, for your sakes and be, uh, he shall not destroy the fruits of the ground. Neither shall your vines drop its fruit before, before time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And the nations will call you blessed, happy. Well, we have, we're born again. We don't go by happiness. This is the Old Testament. We're full of joy. Amen. No matter what's going on, we're full of joy. Amen. So we don't, we're not up and down like the world is, you know, like the Israelites were because they were born again. They were up and down. But we're full of joy, so we can be through it no matter what's going on. Because the love of God, we can be full of joy. That we can have peace. And they, they shall, uh, all nations shall call you joyful and blessed. For you shall be a land of delight, says the Lord. So the world's going to see us and know that we're prospering. No matter what's going on, we're prospering. That's going to be a testimony to them. Turn with me to, um, to Exodus chapter 15. Now, the Israelites were up and down, but they weren't even born again. They didn't have the mind of Christ like we got. So we're born again, so we can be we consistent, consistent. We have to be up and down like they were. But uh, this is Exodus 15, 23, amplified to 27. Everybody ready? When they came to Morale, they could not drink its waters, for there they were bitter. Therefore, it was named Morab, bitterness. The people murmured against Moses and saying, "What shall we drink?" And he cried, and he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which he cast into the waters, and the waters were made sweet. So God can change things pretty quickly. And what's going on? He can supply your needs. He can meet you where you're at. There the Lord made for them a statute 
and ordinance. And there he proved them, saying, if you will diligently hearken the voice of your Lord your God, and will do what is right in his sight, and will listen to and obey his commandments, and keep his statutes, I will, I will, I will not allow. Now this is a con you, which, which I brought upon the Egyptians, or the world, for I am the Lord who heals you. So when you follow the instructions and tithing of offerings, the devil is rebuked. Right? So, so now the diseases of, the, of Egypt, the world, can upon you. It doesn't matter what coronavirus or whatever. New, they're saying there's more pestilence coming. You know, it's always been since Adam sinned and fell. It's always been curses upon the land, pestilences, sarks and darkness, but it have to come near you. You know? Because you're inaccessible to it. You're not, you're not of the world, but you're in the world. So therefore, it can't come in unless you disobey and open the door. So tithing is trusting God. See, so when they cried out, they, when they cried out and they actually repented, well, then it says in 27 verse, they came to Elam, where there was 12 springs of water, 70 palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. That's an oasis. That's an oasis in the middle of nowhere. So, God is saying to us that if we'll follow the instructions and do what he says, we can have an oasis. No matter what's going on in the world, we can have an oasis. We can have, we can, we can have a good time. We don't have to be worried about finances and clothes they wear. And, you know, we have to worry about anything. The world out there is worried about it. And things are probably going to get a little bit worse before they get better. But God's turning around. You don't have to be a part of it. See, an oasis is... The uh, dictionary comes to a small, fertile, or green area in a desert region, usually, uh, usually having a spring or well. Something serving as a refuge, a safe place, a relief place, a pleasant change from what is usual, annoying and difficult. Now, the Webster says a fertile or green area in an arid region, such as a desert. Now, it, it, the Lord said that in um, Isaiah... He said to uh, Isaiah 43, 18, 19, don't turn there, but he's earnestly remember, uh, do not rem earnestly remember the former things, the things of old. See, he's going to change things, but you've got to forget the past, what you went through, and not talk about it. Go in the future. As long as you're talking about the old, you're not going to go in the future. They said, behold, I'm doing a new thing. He said, now it springs forth. Things are going to spring forth quickly. Do you not perceive it? Do, uh, do you not know it? Will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and reserves in the desert. We don't, have, we don't have to be put up with what's going on. We don't have to deal with it. Um, now, the Lord talked about Goshen, and we've heard about Goshen. The Israelites uh, had Goshen. They had natural light in their houses when the Israelites were dark. So all these things, he took care of them. But it said the children of Israel did not go through the same horrible things that everyone else went through, except unless they put themselves in it by complaining. In the same way as children, we do not have to experience the same hardships as the rest of the world. A name Goshen is interpreted, it means draw near. As you draw near to God, he protects us. The economy of the world could be going down the drain. But our finances can be rock solid. Increase, and even increasing. 
Terrors may, may have the world trembling, but we will be safe. Awful outbreaks of deadly contagious diseases may be running a rampant on the earth, but we can maintain a robust health. We don't have to participate in the world's hardship because we are we're in the protective care of Almighty God if you follow the instructions. We just have to draw near to God and know he has, he has covered. Um, in the midst of chaos in the world around us, we can draw near to him in total peace and security. And that peace will not only stain us, but will cause us to others to want to have what you have. When they see you prospering in bad times, they're going to want what you have. So we, we have authority that he's given us. And we can control what we put up with. But you've got to watch your mouth. You've got to say what the word says. Do what God says to do. And tithe and give offerings. Don't let money be your God. Now it takes faith to tithe. So in the meantime, those who know better should tithe. We should encourage them to, to get to know God more because God is love. So when you operate, faith works by love. And perfect love has no trace of fear. So when you understand the love of God, you're not afraid to tithe. Step out. So today, you can pass them out now. So today, though tithe with a, with, a, with a new perspective that God's taking care of us no matter what's going on. That we have an oasis. We're heaven on earth. We can have, we're having heaven on earth right now. So, um, so, uh, so in the finances with the fact that God, if you're trusting God, he's going to take care of you. And those, those who do not tithe, do not, it takes faith. So just get to know God more. That way you can, you can step out in faith and do it. Nobody's pressuring to do it. But we want, we want you blessed too. So just remember, tithing is a purpose. It gives you authority of the devil because God, money's not your God. He's your God. Amen? Okay. You can pick him up now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the rest of you can be seated. I just, I just wanted to change things a little bit because I wanted you to get the announcements in about the speaker this coming weekend. Um, we have a book table out there with uh, lots of books that he, he has written, and they're excellent. Every one of them is, uh, well, he's got Kenneth Hagin's anointing, just like Nancy Dufresne does. Uh, he <laughs> he uh, traveled with Kenneth Hagin for a long time, uh, Joel Siegel did, and um, he, was, he was like, uh, uh, he went to school for music in the university and you know he played with a band that was real famous but he quit all of that for the love of God <laughs> and now he has a church and now he's traveling with uh, Nancy Dufresne and Miracle Crusades and so forth but he definitely has Kenneth Hagin's anointing Amen. however also <laughs> uh, a lot of times um, he brings joy <laughs> And I'm just kind of stalling around here because so I can get the rest of the people back in here. But, uh, you know, I, uh, Tony, you, you said something because the name of the sermon is, uh, the sermon is Acquiring Heaven on Earth. 
see that that's when we click together in unity <laughs> and um okay you know and just even something else you said there because are you hearing there's going to be a food shortage there's going to be a food shortage there's going to you know what that one bothers me more than any no <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> Well, maybe it does. <laughs> but um, I did read, and this is not to scare you, but see, the point behind that is, when you follow God, what happens is, is that you're taken care of. You just watch and see. You will be taken care of if there is. But I heard that there were like 28 food processing plants in the United States that mysteriously have been burned down in the last few months. My, my. <laughs> that isn't coincidence. <laughs> you know what? We're going to win in all this. Just, just keep putting God in the air instead of all that other junk. And, it, and we're, you're going to be okay. You're going to be in the land of Goshen, like he said. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so I, I'm counting on God to help me today, as always. Um, okay, Lord, where do you want me to start? There, there's so much. Okay, one of the reasons the country is, even in the situation that it's in, is because the church has not taken his place in the earth. And it's the truth. Now, who is the church? See, I keep emphasizing that. Who is the church? Though born-again people throughout the whole world. It's not the denominations, but I mean there are people in the denominations that are born again. So where was I in a denomination for 40 years? <laughs> you know? So, so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to religion, the difference between religion and the difference between the real church. Okay, and see, real churches that are born again, spirit-filled, can turn into religion, and that's something you have to watch because religion is law. Okay, so for 40 days and nights after Jesus' ascension, now he hasn't, you know, According, we haven't celebrated the ascension yet. Do we have to celebrate it? I mean, it occurred thousands of years ago. <laughs> it's what I mean. We should, we should celebrate Easter every single day. The resurrection life of God. Okay. But what he did was he went around teaching his disciples how to preach the kingdom of God. And everything he preached, if you'll notice it, the Gospels and all the other places, it says, we're going to preach the kingdom of God. We're going to preach the kingdom of God. All right. So when you get born again, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. And you can put up there Colossians 1, 13, because that's exactly what it says. It says, that's what it says. <laughs> anyway. 
Okay. It says, the father has. Okay, we're going to English lesson here. <laughs> Is it done? Why? Because it says, has delivered. It's past tense. It's done. The father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and dominion of darkness and translated us, translated us into the kingdom of God's dear son. That is the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. The kingdom. We're walking in that kingdom and it's inside of us. Where is the kingdom? The Pharisees asked Jesus, where is the kingdom? And he said, it's, it will be in us. But he said, the kingdom is at hand. You see, the kingdom hadn't been able to be in us yet because Jesus had died on the cross when the Pharisees asked him that. He had to die on the cross and be resurrected. And then we were capable of having Jesus come to live in our heart. And that's huge. That's huge, especially when you've been somewhere else like I was, and, and then it comes. So for 40 days and night, he taught his disciples, and I want to prove that to you. Put up there Acts 1, 1 through 3. Um, put it in uh, King James. There's so many things about the kingdom So, okay, the, well, let me, I'm going to go there. Okay, the former, former treaties have I made, O Theophilus. A treatise was a documentary of all that Jesus began to do and teach. All right, they said that Paul, well, until the day in which he, let me just read it. Until the day in which he was taken up, Jesus was taken up, after he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commands unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Now, now jump to the Amplified on verse 3. To them also... He showed himself alive after his passion, his suffering in the garden and on the cross by a series of many convincing demonstrations, unquestionable evidences and infallible proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and talking to them about the things of the kingdom of God. And while in their company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but not many days now, from hence from now, you will be baptized and placed and introduced into the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, that was the promise of the Father was when the Holy Ghost came upon the disciples. You see, when you get born again, I'm, he comes inside of you. And I am not kidding, the Lord... Revelation knowledge says that he comes inside of you to prepare your wineskin in your heart to receive the fullness of the Holy Ghost. 
And that's speaking in tongues. And we are a church that speaks in tongues. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> because we've been persecuted for it. But that, that why did he, he kept saying that was the promise of the Father, the promise of the Father, the promise of the Father. Okay. So, now let's get back to the kingdom. I, what I wanted to say that for is because the speaking in, okay, it isn't really speaking in tongues. It's being filled with the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. What it is, what I'm trying to say here is that is part of the kingdom of God. That's part of it. Now, I'm going to read something I wrote in my Bible a long time ago. So this is not going how I have my notes at all. <laughs> First, let's put up there Acts 1.8. And it says, but you shall receive power. Actually, I wanted it in the King James. I'm not sure. After the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I was at a camp meeting with Kenneth Hagin once. And he said that, and it just clicked with me. He said, the difference is it comes upon you. He comes in here. And if you'll notice, people who are filled with the Spirit are usually more um, active, more alive, <laughs> more, more, uh, <laughs> but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses, more bold, unto me in Arlington, in North Bend, <laughs> in Dodge, Scribner, Howells, uh, <laughs> West Point, um, Snyder, all those little towns all around here, okay? And, in, and it says, into the uttermost parts of the earth. Okay, that word power means dynamite, dunamis. Okay, but it's the most powerful force. This is what I wrote. In the universe, more powerful than any existing nuclear power on the earth. Power for what? what it's, what's it for? It's power to witness with boldness. To set you free from bondages and to set other people free from bondages of alcohol and drugs and, and rejection and hurt and things that have happened to you in the past. Power to do what God has appointed you to do in your life. There's a plan of God for every single person, and that plan, when you walk in that plan, you, it is very fruitful for you. In fact, it's prosperous, even financially prosperous, because God blesses you because you are doing what he is. When, when people come against all of these, these uh, uh, the people who have really done a lot in the earth, and they say, oh, they're just stealing people's money. No, God pours it on you. He pours it on you. You can't even help it because you're following him. When you follow him, he can bless you. Okay, power to do what God has appointed you to do in your life. Power to be healed. By, by praying in the Holy Ghost, you can get rid of, I've been abused 
mentality. You can get rid of depression. How do I know? Been there, done that. The Holy Ghost is a comforter. In fact, he's, he's a comforter. He's a lawyer. He's a counselor. He, he's a, a um, standby and a, a strengthener and a helper. And those are all his names and an intercessor. He'll actually pray for you. He'll stand by you when you sin. <laughs> See, he's a comforter and can get rid of the darkness residue that the devil tries to put on you and the infections of the past. See, God is a forgiving God. Now, all your sins are forgiven. When you become born again, all your past sins are forgiven. There's sort of a little fallacy, though, that tried to, uh, to start to uh, come into the user-friendly churches. Because uh, they, 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 they were saying that all your sins are forgiven, you never have to repent. After, you know, our flesh tries to pop up, and God understands that. The, the more you get into the word, the more you pray in the spirit, the stronger you come to overcome the flesh, the desires of the flesh. The more you come to church, the more you hear the word. I mean, it, you can overcome. You can, I mean, yes, somebody's smiling there saying, I've been there in this place and I've, I've gotten out of it. There's people that have started out when they were babies to be to hear about the Lord and to come into their heart. But all their life, they didn't hear this kind of teaching. And so then this will set them set you free. If you follow the word, it will make you free. There is nothing better than the word of God. You know what? And the word always comes before the spirit. See, we like the spectacular. And sometimes people don't want to hear the teaching of the word. But when you get the teaching of the word, you grow faster. <laughs> you do. Because you know what? Teaching of the word brings it into practicality into your life. See, all that time, all I ever learned was that I had to do works, 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 works. And see, that's religion. And and now it's taking the word, getting it in your spirit, and applying it when the rubber meets the road. I started to get famous for knowing, not famous, but I mean, but everybody say, oh yeah, she's the rubber meets the road person. I kind of quit trying to say it so much, but I was saying it way back in that little thing across from the airport. Um, but it is when something happens. If you're strong in the word, you get just like that. You go, oh, you know what? It'll come up from your spirit into your mind. And you say, that's what God says I'm supposed to do right now. I'm mad at that person. And I feel like slapping him. <laughs> but it says I'm supposed to walk in love. <laughs> No, seriously, because I've been, I've been there and done that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you don't go by feelings when you do that. You go by what the Word says. There, there's so much. Or you might, you know, maybe you had temptations from the past, drugs, 
alcohol, pornography, you know, all, all those kinds of things. And you get enough of the word in you, and you have, you have the stamina and the courage to not to resist. Our friends come along and, ah, come on, let's party again. Come on, let's do that. So you've got to realize this in the world for 40 years. But you have, you have the, the, uh, the capacity to resist. Yeah. You, you can resist those things. Now, that is walking in the kingdom of God. And you have already been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. Do you uh, put up um, Ephesians 1, 3? There's no way you'd have a Norley translation, would you? <laughs> N-O-R-L-E-Y? <laughs> I think. Okay. Well, there is a Norley translation after. It said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with everything. Well, I say it the other way. Blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Well, that one, I, you know, I used to say, God, what, what does that really, really mean? And it means that we are already blessed with everything that heaven already enjoys because we are in Christ. We're in Christ. And stop and think, what is not in heaven? <laughs> yeah, what? Drugs, murder, yeah, A killing, anger, jealousy, depression, pain, sickness, none of that's in heaven, right? The Norley, there's a lot of translations out there and they actually help us to understand. So the Norley translation actually does say that we are blessed with everything that heaven already enjoys because we are born again though. And I would say spirit-filled. Spirit-filled helps, uh, helps you to to move forward. And it also, you know, even um, if we, it said it here in, in Acts 8, 1, 8, it actually says you're witnesses, you're bolder. Okay, so now, each of us, though, is a vital part of this kingdom of God. And Jesus said in Matthew 8, 33, and you don't have to put it up there, but Right before that says, don't worry about you, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, uh, what you're going to wear, and all that stuff. And those, you know, those are the least things. Because otherwise, you're acting just like your neighbor down the street who isn't even born again. See, he was talking about trusting God. Tithing and all those things are trusting God with all your heart. So you can say, oh, Jesus, come into my heart, but do you live it? You've got to trust him with all your heart. What, what if you're a little child, all of a sudden something happened and he has to go to the hospital? Can you trust him with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding? It, it's a matter of, of really, really following God. Yeah. 
<clears throat> okay, so it, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know what? Maybe we should put it up there. Matthew 8. Matthew. Oh, I did it. Oh, yeah. Matthew 6. You're right. Thank you. My husband is a walking Bible. I'm so blessed. I get to uh, say, honey, where's that verse? <laughs> the, I know where a lot of them are, but sometimes. But I did have Matthew 6 down. I just didn't look at it. Boy, there, there's a lot in there. Don't take any thought. In other words, refuse to worry. You know what? That's a huge thing. The other day, I doubt, okay, how long have I been a Christian? 42 years. <laughs> the other day, though, it was all these thoughts, 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 thoughts. Thoughts of worry, thoughts about this, thoughts about that. What should I do about this? What am I going to do? You know? And I went, oh my gosh, Lord, I'm worrying. <laughs> so see, it still happens. But the point is, when you get more of the word inside of you, you recognize it. Instead of sitting there, you know, and you start crying and you start getting upset. I mean, well, if you're a man, maybe you don't cry, but I mean, a lot of men do cry. In fact, you know what, men? Ladies like, <laughs> they like men that cry. <laughs> they seem more tender. <laughs> oh, my grandson's going, oh, is that what's wrong with me? <laughs> that was a cute look. <laughs> I don't mean to embarrass you. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> you know what? We've got to lay a, the kingdom. We've got to lay a foundation that the devil cannot shake inside of us. See, in all this thing with the COVID and with the whole thing, you you know, that's where I saw you. You've got to... Put your, your eyes, put your attention, put yourself on him and heaven and what's in heaven. Focused, yeah, because all these things are distractions. I shouldn't have even read that about the food. I went, so the next day I went to Costco and I went, well, there certainly doesn't seem to be a food shortage yet. Well, anyway, <laughs> okay, but you've got to, you've got, you know, if Jesus taught the kingdom before his ascension, then we should teach the kingdom also, because we've got to learn to operate in that kingdom, and we've got to live, learn how to live in the kingdom even while we are on earth, and that's how you'll have Heaven on earth. Now, I haven't experienced heaven on earth total. No way. But it's better. When you know, you know that you can overcome. You know what? You, you can, ooh, somebody might say something to you and you get mad. You think, no. I know what the word says. 
And see, there's a love confession in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. In the Amplified, though, the other one is so, it's kind of, the King James says it's like a charity. And uh, if you read the other one, it we actually have printouts of it. But um, I'll tell you what, this kingdom of God is not for the complacent or, or for those who desire a status quo or for those people who get older and don't press forward. You know what? We're needed. <laughs> We're needed because of what we know and what, what, see, there's a lot of wisdom sometimes. You know what? I was in Omaha yesterday, and I went to school at Creighton University from 1958 to 1962, and the end of Omaha was 90th Street. And I mean, I just kind of, we had to go all the way downtown, and I just kept, and Sonia was driving though, but, and I just kept looking and looking and seeing how things have changed since I went to school there. The end of Omaha was 90th. The rest of it was all Oh, and Boys Town was way out in the country <laughs> at that time. And it's just, it's just, it's interesting to know, to, to see those things, but there's wisdom in some of it. <laughs> we went past, we went past a, a, a veterinarian place that was kind of way down there. And, um, and I went, oh my gosh, that place is still open. I got my first dog. <laughs> When I was a little girl, because my brother-in-law worked there, and uh, somebody didn't pick up a cocker spaniel after it was spayed or whatever, they just left it, and so he brought it, and I got it. <laughs> it's my first dog, and I, I was little, you guys. <laughs> that was way the 40s. <laughs> so, you know, when you, you've lived that long, you see actually the piano place, too, right by 72nd. I have a piano in, that, in Ken's office that is, yeah, Schmidt, that my mom and dad, I remember it. I was six years old, and they bought that, a piano. <laughs> yeah, they're ivory keys. But um, they bought that piano so I could start taking piano lessons. <laughs> And they bought it, and that place still selling pianos and instruments, and it's still there. <laughs> but see, not that it, this has anything to do, but it has something to do with when you've been there that long, but you've got to press forward and keep moving on. Because you, you know what? You reach a certain place, and you just want to sit down. You want to sit down all the time. You want to just go to bed. You're, you're more, <laughs> but you've got to push yourself because God needs us in the earth. You know, Kenneth Copeland got a prophecy about that there would be a stronger anointing when you're in the 80s, 80 years old, even stronger in the 90s, and stronger if you could make it to 100. <laughs> And not be in a nursing home. But see, if you let yourself go, don't do it. And I'm 82. I'm going to be 83 in, in January next year. But you, you know what? You've got to keep pressing. I'm saying that not to, because God needs us. 
He needs us in this earth. All right. So, okay, our highest priority in our life is to seek the kingdom of God. It is. We are kings with authority and dominion over spiritual death, over poverty, and over sickness and disease. How do I know? Because that's what Jesus came and died for us. Three things for, for uh, eternal life. Yeah, everybody, you get born again. But then what do I see in the born again people? A lot is poverty and sickness. Hey, I've had the sickness too. But you know what? I decided to get overcome. You know what? Get a knee replacement. Throw the crutch away in one day. And no, the walker away in one day, and the next day throw the crutch. <laughs> Not the crutch, the cane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, but, but I'm... Keep going. For what cause? For the cause of Christ. And see, that, something like that will make me cry. <laughs> But he, he redeemed us from these things. And some of this has been lost to religion. Now, realize there's two kingdoms on the earth. Oh, really? There's the kingdom of God, and there's the kingdom of darkness. And you're either in one or the other. So, again, you know, Colossians 1 through 13, the Father has, past tense, delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us the second we got born again into the kingdom of God's dear Son. In Matthew 12, 25, Jesus said, every kingdom divided against himself is brought to desolation. Every city or house divided against itself cannot stand. If you start walking in the world, once you're born again, you're divided against your own house. You are. You start to become divided against yourself. And you know what? The enemy can take you over. So see, Jesus and Satan both have a kingdom, but they're opposed to each other. So Satan is the head of the kingdom of darkness and the agent behind the system of the world, the Babylonian system. And even what he was talking about, the tithe. See, the Babylonian system, the system of the world says, you give that all the time and you're going to get broke. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, after 40 years of doing it, you look and you see, it's, it's like, you don't even know how it happens, but... It's like it multiplies to you in all seriousness. And no, nobody's pressing anybody to do anything with, with your finances. You just learn that by learning the word of God. Now, Jesus is the head of the kingdom of light. That's right. It's light. And he, he reveals Satan's deceptions. The more you people think that Christians are all there, you know, just these humble people that want to, you know, but, but Christians aren't stupid because they got the wisdom of God living inside of them. That's right. And the more you pray in tongues, the more wisdom you get. 
And you read Proverbs. Okay. So, okay. Um, I have a whole... Okay. We're called... Okay. So I said that, you know, the reason that the United States is in the condition it is because the church, those people who are born again, <laughs> has not taken its place. There's another teaching out there called Greasy Grace. And it says that everything's done. And you know what? Jesus has done everything. But it, but it says you don't have to do anything. You know what? And it'll just work for you. We have something to do. We have to walk in faith. We have to move. We have to get, get you know, read the word of God. Get yourself filled up with it. So that you know what it says. Because we leak. We're, we're fighting a system all the time. We're fighting that system of darkness all the time. We're in a world. In Psalm 23, it actually, it actually says that, that we walk through the shadow of death. You know what the shadow of death is? It's the world system. But when it comes to finances, we don't operate in the world system. That's the Babylonian system. And some people still do. But you, you, get, you learn to get out of it. You do. Now, I mean, that doesn't mean you can't borrow money, but just pay it off right away. <laughs> because, for example, let's say you want to you want to start a church or something and you don't have uh, all the money you need but if you borrow some at least you can get going you know what and you can do some good to people right <laughs> okay this church is paid off so anyway <laughs> so we are a royal family would you please put up there 1 Peter 2, and I want 6 through 9 out of the Amplified. But you know what? God told me, tell them, we're walking in the kingdom of God on the earth. And who are we? We're ambassadors, representatives of God. He, you know why the, we haven't gotten anywhere? Well, we're waiting for Jesus to come back in the rapture. You know, you know, well, oh, maybe it'll come tomorrow because I got a lot of problems today. <laughs> no, we are supposed to take over. See, and we let the devil take over <laughs> because we haven't known that. We're supposed to move out, and, t and that's what being spirit-filled makes you, it's easier to move out with boldness, lots easier. Okay, 1 Peter 2. And I'll go here. Six through nine. For thus it stands in scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion. Okay, someday Zion will be after we're up in heaven with God. But right now Zion means the church. The people who are born again, I would say even spirit-filled. Behold, I am laying in Zion a chosen, honored, precious chief cornerstone. That would be Jesus. And he who believes in him, 
who adheres to and trusts in and relies on him shall never be disappointed or put to shame. Never. But see, you've got to really trust in him. Well, I've been disappointed. You didn't trust in him. Because <laughs> I've seen that in me, the difference. <laughs> to you then who believe, I circled, who believe, who adhere to and trust in and rely on him. You hear, hear how it keeps coming in there? Trusting him. Really trusting him. Is the preciousness. There's preciousness there. But for those who disbelieve, well, I'm a born-again Christian and I believe. You know what? Sometimes we don't, though. You know what? Yeah, because it, it, you know what? Well, sometimes we do not believe. But for those who disbelieve, it is true. The very stone which the builders rejected. You see, the Pharisees and all those people, the Israelites, well, in before when Jesus was walked the earth, right? Yes. Okay, they were the, let's say, the pastors of the church. <laughs> they rejected Jesus, but he became the main cornerstone. And every, every building has to have a cornerstone, right? I'm not much into building but and you also have to lay a foundation as high as the building is the foundation has to be right right anybody a builder in here anybody no nobody's builder guys oh okay verse 8 in a stone that will cause stumbling and a rock that will give men offense a lot of people are offended when you talk about God. They stumble because they disobey and disbelieve God's word. As those who reject him were destined and appointed to do. But you, if you are born again, you literally are a new nation. You're a nation. Let me read this whole thing and then I'll say something. You are a chosen race. Just think you're a chosen race. Well, they talk about, oh, there's, you know, racial stuff on the earth. I mean, everybody has the same blood. There's, there's even scriptures to prove that. Okay. Okay. We, born-again Christians, are a chosen race. We're a royal priesthood. We are a dedicated nation. And you are actually a new nation. I'll just pause for a minute with that. In the book of Daniel, in Daniel 2, read it sometime. And it talks about the kingdoms of the world. You know, and it shows all this. And then it, then it you know, yeah. It, but, but the point is that, that there, the one kingdom is going to last, and it's the kingdom of God. And if you're born again, you're in it. You're actually a new nation. All the nations will be destroyed eventually, <laughs> including the United States of America. And, but if you're in the kingdom of God, that nation will last. Okay, so we are God's own purchased special people. In the King James, it says we're peculiar 
were special people that <clears throat> you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him. We're supposed to go out there and tell people about it. Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay. So you're in the King James, I'll read it. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you would show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. Okay, so all of us were translated and made kings and priests. And I'll prove that to you. Go to Revelation 1, 5 and 6. Okay, what I'm trying to tell you is also here is that you need to take dominion and authority over the earth. Okay, so that wind, we live out on Old Highway 8. And um, <laughs> it was a dust bowl. <laughs> Have you ever seen it like that when you used to come out there? <sighs> yeah, it was like pure, okay. So um, I went to Omaha. Somebody picked me up. I walked out our front door, and I went, oh, my gosh. The porch had that much dirt on it. It's real thick. So we, our footprints, <laughs> it was awful. And then I noticed that we came in through the kitchen window right by the sink, <laughs> and there was dirt. <laughs> I noticed it last night. We didn't have it locked, though. And, um, okay, a dust bowl. <laughs> Well, okay, so I looked at, you know, ABC on my phone, uh, the weather, and it says it's supposed to be gusts up to 50 miles an hour. <laughs> and it was, it was pure dust out there. You go into town because all the houses block it, and you, it looks like a totally different place out there. And I, all the farmers had their irrigators on, trying to counteract it. <laughs> um, so what am I trying to get at here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I did. And I thought, okay, it's predicted. And I know that the prophets are even saying all this wind. Have you noticed it was lots, lots of wind here? Those are winds of change. Let me just inter interject in here. When the Holy Spirit came through the atmosphere of heaven and came down to earth in the book of Acts, Acts 2. That was like a hurricane wind. And if you interpret it from the Greek, it, it, was, it was translated from Greek to English. And if you interpret it from that, it means a hurricane wind. When in, the, in the book of Acts in the upper room, it was like a hurricane wind. And we've had wind all winter long wind 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 i've never seen so much wind so when you're you're older you know you've i've never seen that like that i've seen wind but not constant constant so okay what's the matter with me what's it take take authority <laughs> whatsoever well i should give okay put up there matthew 16 19 first 
When Jesus ascended up into heaven, and before he did ascend, he gave us the great commission in, in uh, Matthew 28 and in Mark 16. And, and he said, I've been given all authority over heaven and earth. Now, you go. I turn around and I give it to you. And you do something on the earth. But see, people haven't realized this. And so that's why the, the country got in this condition. Okay. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already improper and unlawful in heaven. See, that's why I know. That's why I know what's in heaven. That, he said we could have that. Okay. And whatever you loose and declare on earth must be what's already loosed in heaven. Okay. Joy and peace and healing and, and all those things. Prosperity. There's abundance. So that's why I know that's what that means. And he, those are the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I gave you the keys of the kingdom. That's what we're taking. Keys. <laughs> we got them. Because you're born again. Whatever you bind. I said, okay now. Okay, Lord, I know that what the prophets are saying about this. But you know what? When the devil starts to take advantage of what, what that is and cause destruction, it's wrong. And so I bound it <laughs> and said, I we want winds from 8 to 10 miles an hour. That's all. <laughs> you know what? I didn't pay any attention then after that. And then and according to that weather report, it was supposed to still keep up. And it, it wasn't. <laughs> it left. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's predicted again today. But, okay, now i got to keep my train of thought here. So I told you to... Go to, yeah, Revelation 1.5. Yeah, we'll put that back up. 1.5 and 6, yeah. So, you know, even in verse 4, it says that there were, John, John got this. He got it from the Lord. There were seven assemblies and churches that were in Asia, and every one of those seven churches, they had something wrong, and, got, and those churches are the churches that, that would be born-again, spirit-filled today. So we need to watch out. See, in one of them, a Jezebel spirit took over. We've had that tried here way back. Okay, yeah, you lose your first love. You know, sometimes we get born again and we're all excited and happy and thrilled and then we lose it. Okay. But anyway, verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful and trustworthy witness, the firstborn of the dead, he was the first one that got born again, to be brought back to life because he was a man just like us. And the prince, the ruler of the kings of the earth, Jesus is, to him whoever loves us 
as has for once of all loosed and freed us from our sins by his own blood. And he found, formed us. Who's us? The church. Who's the church? Mordecai. Mordecai. Right. Into a royal race of priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory and the power and the majesty and the dominion throughout the ages and forever and ever. Amen. So be it. But see, he gets all the glory. Okay, now go to Revelation 5, 510. It says it even a little bit better. Let's start with verse 9. And this is talking about the seals and the, and the stuff like that. But, and now they sing a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and break the seals that are in it. For you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men unto God. Jesus. <laughs> From every tribe and language and people, and nation. God has no, there is no racism in God. And we better not have any at all. I've heard somebody who was a Christian and they couldn't, they hated Jews. I don't think you are. <laughs> you hate Jews? You ain't a Christian. <laughs> I can't really judge that, but that's okay. And you have made them a kingdom. He made us a kingdom. This is proof of the word, a royal race. We're a royal race all by ourselves, okay? And priests unto our God, and they shall reign as kings over the earth. We shall reign as kings. Do you know how we say he's the king of all kings? I used to think, what does that mean? See, <laughs> always questioning, and, and so, you know what? You ask God for revelation knowledge, and he'll give it to you. See, he's the king of all of us kings. And now, a few, few weeks ago, I said there are kings, and usually the kings are the fivefold ministry, and the priests are you, or if you're not in the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, okay? And, but we need to connect together and, and go for the kingdom of God. And see, my purpose is to teach you to go out there and get souls. See, and everybody thinks the pastor is supposed to do it all. You can't. You can't do that. Do you, we, you, we all go out there, okay? So we're kings and priests unto our God. Now, hmm. Okay, so the, 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 the word of God is about kings and about his kingdom and his family. He's the king of glory, but he wants to extend his kingdom to his family. So his rulership extended to his offspring, which is us, how? In dominion. Kingdom. Dome is taken from the word dominion. We are to be kings that take dominion. Amen. See, dominion means control and rule. 
So we've been translated, all right? And God's kingdom of heaven has to extend to a seen realm. So, see, the kingdom of heaven was up there, and there was nothing, so he created the earth, all right? Okay, I got that. Okay, it was for his kids. The earth was for his kids, his family. And we, even Adam was made in his own image. And we're made in his own image when we get born again. We're totally changed. We become new creations in Christ, and it's our spirit man that is up there. Um, you know what? Put up that diagram of spirit, soul, and body. But meanwhile, just listen. We actually have God's nature, and therefore we have his dominion and authority. Because he gave us the dominion and authority over our domain, which is the earth. Okay. He has his rulership. He has given his rulership to us, his church. Or now they call it right now the ecclesia. The remnant church who is really following. So we could rule just like our father or our daddy is ruling, right? Okay, now, Adam was never given heaven. He, he was, he was uh, made a manager of the earth. So Adam gave control, though, of the earth to an unemployed cherub called Satan. <laughs> he was unemployed because he got thrown out of heaven. <laughs> okay, so Adam had a management contract. Now, I mean, it's kind of like everything that's, that we do in the world, there's, there's a spiritual thing behind it. Okay, Adam had rulership, but he did not have ownership totally of the earth because it's, it says in many places here, the earth is the Lord. Lords and the fullness thereof. It says it all over the place. <laughs> I used to say, yeah, Lord, and there's silver and gold and diamonds and, <laughs> and, and all that stuff in there. And oh, okay. No, we're supposed to be poor so we can never help anybody, right? Are we supposed to be poor as a church? That teaching was taught. Because the devil wanted us to stop from taking over and getting rid of the world system. That's error. Because when you really love God, you know what? You pour it into the kingdom of God. You want to. If you know, you can tell how so much somebody loves God by looking at their checkbook <laughs> or their charge cards. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Adam lost a kingdom rulership, Jesus bought it back. When he died on the cross. See, we should study what, what Adam had because we have got it. You know what? See, the Garden of Eden is now inside of us. And we have to access all that God has poured into us. It'll lay dormant, though, if you do not renew your mind and read the word. Okay. So, before you're born again, see, you are a spirit being. You have a soul, which is different. And I, I could prove that. That's in First Thessalonians. 
It says, I pray your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body be preserved. Right there, God said we had a spirit, soul, and body. The soul is your mind or intellect, your will, which we have a free will, and your emotions, which can play havoc with you, especially women. <laughs> but that's where I see, before you're born again, this is what your spirit looked like. And it actually says in John 8, 44, your father was the devil. So the second you say, Jesus, come into my heart, you say it with your mouth, you believe it in your heart. It has to be both places. What happens? Light comes in. And God comes to live inside your heart. However, that soul area, you're living in the world and you have a flesh body. Your flesh body can start to take over. And especially if you don't get into the word and get read the word and, and, and have some kind of a daily thing with God every day. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. Okay. So that, that has to be renewed by the word of God. In um, uh, Romans 12, 1, it says, don't be conformed to the world once you're a Christian. Don't be, don't, you know, go along with it. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know what? <laughs> you got to get a new hard drive or whatever. <laughs> got to delete, 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 delete. Do, do, do. See, you can have an intellectual spirit, and it, it'll, it'll counteract because you think that's where it's at. You know what, the greatest, oh, I love this, Keith Moore always says, <laughs> the greatest genius in the world that they prove their IQ is ooh, way up here. Guess what? He always says, that person only knows one-fourth of a teaspoon of what God knows. <laughs> oh, he was such a great scientist. Well, that's fine, but where did he get his knowledge from him? And he only has a little bit compared to what our God has. Okay, but see, you have got to renew your mind, especially. That area and your will. Your will wants to start to follow. We have a free will from God. Let me tell you, God will let you do what you want, but the devil won't. He'll force you to do bad things. He will. He'll talk you into it. And we have emotions, and our emotions can line up with the Word of God. And you could get rid of some of the things if you've been diagnosed bipolar, uh, schizophrenia. Honest to God, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. You know what? The Holy Ghost is a good counselor, too. And you, you have to get into the Word. Now, this body is more important than you think, though. I used to kind of just let her, who cares? But you know what? You need to keep it up. When you get older, because stuff tries to break down, and the enemy will use that. You take care of it so that you can keep going on. Now, I tell you what, dementia 
has even, I've got a testimony from Tulsa, Oklahoma in a magazine that some dementia, total dementia was reversed by getting in the word. But they had to place tapes. They were tapes. That's how long ago. They, day and night, day and night, day and night. Pretty soon, then, they could understand when, when her daughter read the Bible to her. And then she started reading it. And she was totally reversed from dementia. Not only that, though, brain scientists, one from Australia, have proved it. You can change the DNA, actually, of yourself. I've got all kinds of books on it. <laughs> and that, that scientist is born again, spirit-filled. Is she ever? <laughs> the, um, yeah, Carolyn Leaf. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. she's been on Kevin Copeland, too. Okay, so this is, this is important. But your, your body actually gives you the right to be on the earth. Sometimes we need to take our birth certificate out and show it to the devil. It's, you know why? Because he, does, he ain't got no, I know this terrible English, but sometimes it gets your attention. He ain't got no dominion and authority because you've got the body, but that's why he wants to use us, right? But that's why God wants to use us too because he turned over his dominion and authority to us. Are you getting the understanding of the kingdom of God and what it means, right? This, this is truth. I'm telling you, it's truth. <laughs> See, really the only thing that Jesus preached was the kingdom. Oh, uh, put uh, Matthew 4, 16 and 17 out quite pretty quick here. See, the only thing he preached was the kingdom. Matthew 4, 16 and 17. Actually, you should read the word every single day. Some of it, you know. Have a time with God. Not some just a little pipsqueak devotion that you get out of a one paper. Come on. See, maybe you got born again. Let's go further. <laughs> okay, the people who sat and dwell enveloped in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the land and the shadow of death, light has dawned. That was Jesus, because he came. Next verse. For that time, Jesus began to preach, crying out, repent, change your mind for the better, hardly amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know why the kingdom of heaven was at hand then? Because Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. So he said, it's at hand. Then later on, I have it, the scriptures, he said, the kingdom of heaven will be in you. Because the Pharisees said, well, where is it going to be? You know, going to be in you. Because he came to live inside of you. Um in Luke 9, 2, and don't, don't put it up there, but it says he sent his, some of his disciples 
to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Okay, so uh, the kingdom, okay, this, oh, let me tell you this first, okay. Um, so there's healing, there's faith, there's deliverance, deliverance, there is prosperity, uh, there is righteousness, there is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Because it says, actually says in Romans 14, 17, that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away in your spirit because it got... White, right? Behold, all things have become new. Okay, then that same 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, Jesus, who never knew any sin, became sin for us. Why? So we could be the righteousness of God in him. But see, you have to be in him. And then you are made righteous. What is righteousness? It's, it's right living. You, you start to go, wait a minute. Oh, this guy, this kid punched me at, at school. You know, and you start a big fight. That isn't what you're supposed to do. <laughs> what, you know, you, you start to apply this righteousness once to you don't, uh, somebody gives you too much change, you don't take it or steal something. You don't cheat on your income tax. You, what I mean, righteousness starts to change you. Because he became, just think, he exchanged, he says, here, give me your sins. And uh, here, take my righteousness. I'll even go to hell for you. He went to hell for us. See, if you aren't excited did you really get born again? <laughs> if you don't get excited, or if you don't, you don't get, see, I've seen that. I've seen people say the words that is blah, stealing TV sets from Walmart. And I'm talking about young kids. Oh, yes, my child said the words. How come he's stealing from Walmart? How come he's, he's uh, doing all this other stuff, you know, sleeping with other girls and, and, and doing all this other stuff. You know, maybe the rest of you are born again, but I don't think he is. I can't judge that. God has to judge it. But you will know them by their fruits. You change. You change. Just let me, a little bit. <laughs> so, okay, the kingdom is a, the kingdom of God is a government. It is not a religion. Jesus was not voted in. He was born. Uh, Isaiah, it talks about uh, that, that the government would be on his shoulders. Okay. Because the number one problem today is religion. Somebody got mad at me because they said, well, you're saying religion, religion is law can be law. 
okay? Uh, it's a yoke, it's a burden. But the kingdom is a government. It says, okay, we do need to put Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. It, hmm. Okay, Matthew 28. I'm going to Matthew 28 instead of Matthew 11. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, we'll take it out of the Amplified. Come to me, Jesus said, who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke. Now, it says yokes were put on slaves, yokes on their neck, to fit their neck to carry things. He said, take my yoke, though, Jesus said. Why? And learn of me, learn of me, for I am gentle and meek and humble and lowly in heart, and you will rest Really, you will have relief and ease and refreshment and even recreation and blessed quietness for your soul. For my yoke is wholesome. See, those yokes were put on them. Religion can be a yoke because it's full of law. You gotta do this. And, okay, all I ever learned was I had to do all these good works so I could go to heaven, and I thought, when does it end? It was like, okay, if you do six weeks of this, like fasting, pray, and say these prayers that were written out, then, then you would go to heaven for six weeks. Well, then said, okay, we're going to start over again. And I thought, I thought it was, <laughs> I used to question stuff. I got in big trouble when I was even little because <laughs> I yearned to shut my mouth then. Okay. <laughs> But verse 30 says, for my yoke, Jesus' yoke, it's wholesome, it's useful, it's good. It's not harsh. See those yokes they put on the oxen? I feel sorry for animals. <laughs> I like animals. It's not harsh, it's not hard, it's not sharp or pressing, but it's comfortable. It's gracious and it's pleasant. And my burden is light and easy. To be and easy to be born. So, you know, see, what it, his yoke though is his rulership. It's his leadership. It's his dominion and authority, and it fits good on your neck. <laughs> but see, there is a certain amount of maybe burden when you you have to take leadership and you have to take dominion. Okay, so, you know, this little finger, this joint, it, it, it's like, I noticed it was getting swollen and red, and I went, what's going on here? I never saw that before. Yeah, and I, I think I know what it is. <laughs> and I went, wait a minute, I'm just going to take authority over this. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Do you know, it says, 
Jesus took, and I looked up the word took. Took means he wiped it out. He took it away. He uh, abolished it. I was just going to say that word. Yeah, you know what? He obliterated it, disintegrated it. Okay, my infirmities. So, but then it says, and he bore our sicknesses. And I thought, how come they put infirmities first and then sicknesses? And so that, okay, the infirmities actually mean weaknesses that try to come into your body in older age. That's, (laughs) stop it. (laughs) Inflammation. Joints. I'm just going to give you that much. Hurts. (laughs) Hurts. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I thought, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I want to keep moving on. I don't want to. Um, you, you know, I thought, duh, you're teaching on authority. Why don't you take authority? <laughs> okay. So, um, we are kings and priests to our God, and we shall rule and reign on this earth. And the anointing of God is ours. Yes. The anointing, that's huge. And it says in Ephesians, he turned it over to us. <laughs> We're not going to go there because that's another whole story. But the anointing of God is ours, and our God is a king, and we are not to be in bondage. We are rulers over the earth if we are born again, but we haven't realized it, right? And Jesus restored this dominion to us when he died on Calvary. And he put the kingdom of God in us when we become born again. And every king has subjects, but in God's kingdom, all of us are rulers. But he is the main king. He's the king of all of us kings. See, and, but, but by free will, we submit to him. And subject ourselves to him. Amen. <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot more. Yeah, you, you can just <laughs> see Jesus brought the government of heaven back to the earth, not religion. He got goofed up because the devil. There's a difference between a, a king and elected officials. A king can never be voted out. We sang that song by uh, Ron Cadoli. That yeah, king. You know the king's word. Our king's word. This is it. Is law. <laughs> but it's a good law. See, and only the king of kings, the king, can vote. That's why Jesus says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. See, the king is completely responsible for our life when we yield to him, but he's not going to force that. Um, You know what, you can, okay, get this, you can tell what a king is by the way his citizens eat, dress, and live. You think he wants us to be poverty stricken? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Okay. 
See, in, in that Matthew 8, 33, you don't, you don't have to pray for clothes and food and money. Just seek first the kingdom. Because it's the, and, and there's another scripture that says, it is the Father God's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. I'm going to stop there. There's so much more. I could go on and on and on and on. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise and glory and honor. You know what? So, you know what? Get, get into the word. It'll be, it's to your, to your advantage, to your life, and to everything. And God is a healer. You know, I know we need to talk about healing because we totally believe in healing also. Although there are things in my body that need to be healed, I believe in healing. And I've been healed of many things. But he is a healer. Or he, he did all that, you know, he was whipped for nothing. Why did he even go to the cross? So we could bawl and cry right before Easter and have all this Lent stuff? No, that's not why. No, Jesus is a healer. So, you know what? We're just going to dismiss you because, uh, yeah, maybe the services, some people don't want to come because, okay, but I tell you what, we're in a crucial time in the earth. And we need to know this stuff. We need to go out there with this stuff. So we're just going to bless you right now. This is from the Bible. It's from 2 Corinthians 13. And it says, Finally, brethren, farewell and rejoice. Be strengthened, perfected, and completed. Be encouraged and comforted. Be of the same agreeable mind one with another. Live in peace. And the God of love, who is the source of all affection and goodwill and benevolence toward men and the author and promoter of peace, be with you. So, Father God, I thank you, Father, that you open up the eyes of the understanding of every one of the people that were here today, Lord God, and you flood their hearts with the light of the gospel of the word of God, your kingdom, Lord. And Lord, that they truly know what you want of them, Lord God, and the plan of God for their life. And it's never too late. It doesn't make any difference how old you are. I became a pastor when I was 54. So, Father, I, I just thank you, Father, that you make this word alive to them and that they apply it to their life and you give them a hunger and a thirst for the, the precious, wonderful word of God, Lord God, and that we, as, as other people speak the evil and witchcraft and all the things that are happening in the earth as they speak those things out. Lord, that we need to counteract them and speak the word of God out loud because it says that the devil is still the prince of the air. He's the prince of the airways of all the junk that's going through, all the, the 
perverted sexual things, the sex trafficking, the evil stuff, and it goes right on TV and, and through all kinds of sources that go out into our airways. And that's why we need to speak the word of God out loud to counteract what the devil is saying. Say this word out loud. We have all kinds of stuff, if you want it, who you are in Christ. It says, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. It says that, would you believe, John, uh, 1 John 4, 17 says that as God is, so am I in this world. As God is, says that. He said even greater works are we going to do because he went to the Father. Although I did hear Kenneth Hagin say those greater works was when Jesus walked on the earth, he hadn't gone to the cross yet, so he couldn't get people born again. And that's one of the greatest miracles there is. And we can get people born again. And spirit-filled. That's another great one. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so, amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just praise you. We thank you, God, for your word. I thank you, as Dr. Dufresne would always say, God, that the fruit of the word of God will remain in this people. And, and devil, you cannot steal it. We take authority over you in the name of Jesus. We bind you from each and every one of them. I put the blood of Jesus over and around their spirit, their soul, and their body, their mind, will, and emotions. And I decree and declare the word of God that no weapon formed against these people shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against them in judgment, they shall condemn by the word of God. That's what it says. Because they are righteous. They are the righteousness of God in you. And I thank you, Father, that a spirit of boldness will come on each and every one of them. And they will bring others to the Lord, Lord, to tell them what a wonderful, gracious, glorious, kind, good God you are. And Father, I thank you that they know for a fact that you have not brought the evil things on the earth. <laughs> You, you're sovereign, but you, you don't do those kind of things. You're sovereign by your word. And it says there is no badness in God. There is only goodness. And so, Father, I thank you that that message that people need to tell other people, <laughs> he doesn't kill little babies and make them be born with handicaps. And he does not do that. There was something in the past that could have caused those kinds of things, and it was sin, whatever it was. Curses that will come against because of, of the past things. So, Father, I thank you that you we, we do this. We go out there with boldness, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Amen.